Yeah, you a little distracted out there? I'm counting sheep, but running I don't know, maybe stressed and pressed? Time ticks by. Tick tock. Still I try. No rest for cross tops in my mind. On my own, here we go. Yeah, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We're live and direct. And in living color, this is the experience known as the Unleashed Radio Hour. I'm your host. Ron Klinger. Hey, listen, I'm out here streaming live out there on Facebook at an Unleashed Radio Hour. If you haven't liked the page, now is that time to do so. Yes, you heard that. Get out on Facebook, like the page. Trying something different here. I'm always trying to find ways to engage you. Bring out the best of you here on the Unleashed Radio Hour, which is why I am excited today, today, today. (laughs) The little red whistle making an appearance early in the show. Hey, listen, listen, I've got... Author and, and and he doesn't know it, but we talked a long, long time ago in a radio station far, well, not so far away, just across town. But on a book about outstanding, we talked about outstanding. But today we're going to talk about how you can raise your inner game. That's right, raise your inner game. We're going to bring David Levin on the air here shortly. You're dialed in. This is the Unleashed Radio Hour. We're going to run to a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. If your firearms have been damaged by Hurricane Harvey, don't wait to get them clean and inspected. The longer you delay, the harder it'll be to restore them to their previous condition. At Pasadena Gun Center, they offer a full range of gunsmithing services from repairs and cleaning to complete custom builds. They also have a 25-yard indoor range, machine gun rentals, LTC classes, and firearm sales. Come and see them today. Pasadena Gun Center, 206 Shaw in Pasadena, 713-472-0417 or online at PasadenaGunCenter.com. Pasadena Gun Center, why go anywhere else? Did you know that the average yearly repair bill for a car five years or older is more than $1,200? Having repair coverage for your car just makes sense, but the trick is not to overpay for it. With TOCO Warranty, you can get a highly rated vehicle protection plan, usually for less than a tank of gas per month. And now, we're offering a zero down payment program. To get a great car vehicle protection plan at a super low price, call TOCO Warranty at 1-800-269-3100. That's 1-800-269-3100. Terms and conditions apply. This is Business 1110. And as always, we're here, we're rocking, we're rolling. Why had I lift you up here on this Monday on the Unleashed Radio Hour? I'm your host, Ron Klinger. This is a production of MotivationalTransitions.com. You can always learn more by hopping out, going out to MotivationalTransitions.com. One particular thing I'd like to draw your attention to, click on that Events tab. There's a link up there right at the top center. Click on those events. Now, listen, we, we did a whole series in the month of August before Harvey decided to knock on the door and come in and make its presence known. But we did a whole series in August on back-to-school tips. Why am I sharing this with you? Because out there on that events page, you'll see right up top at the events spotlight, 
There is a webinar that I am hosting this Sunday. It is a live webinar. Hey, hey, look, look. It's the first year blues, right? What do I mean by that? Hey, those college students making that transition from high school to college. We're going to talk about 10 tips for student success in the first year of college. Again, 10 tips for student success in the first year of college. Hop on out there. Hey, it's the price of a nice t-shirt, $25, right? We're going to give a whole bunch of tips. Click on that register. Click here link that is out on the website. Hope to see you out there and we'll connect and share and make it a difference for those first year college students with some tips to ensure their success this year. Now, listen, and again, in a way, that absolutely 100% relates to our topic for today. Because, look, we want to raise that in a game of that college student. But, look, we raise the inner game. Hey, hey, I love the subtitle. We're going to break David in here in just a second. How to overcome stress and distraction. Work at your highest level and live a life you're proud of every day. David, welcome to the Unleashed Radio Hour. Thank you, Ron. I'm glad to be with you. Man, hey, I told you when we were on the phone, we, I bring it up just a little bit here on the airwaves because our, our folks like to be engaged, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and keep up. Hey, it's all good, brother. It's all good. Hey, hey so so how's the weather? Minnesota, right? Uh, actually, in Wisconsin, pretty much the same. Well, it's, close, uh, yeah. It's cool and cloudy and feels sort of like fall today. Man, I miss those days, born and raised and growing up in the Midwest. Spent a lot of time in Ohio, and man, I miss that time as well, too. But listen, we let's get down to the chase here. Look, and I, I put it up at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you remember, and I forgot if we talked about it last week when we were prepping for today. But back in the day, had you and, and your good friend John G. Miller on another show called The Community Spotlight when we were talking about the book Outstanding. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah. I do remember that. You're very yeah. good. Well, I, I was excited, and I continued to follow along with John. Continue, and I was excited when he posted about your latest effort that I read into that, that took some time to get to this point. Man, you did some serious research that led into your latest book, Raise Your Inner Game. Tell us a little bit about the basis of the book. Raise Your Inner Game. Well, first of all, the inner game itself, just that phrase, refers to our thoughts, our emotions, and our physical impulses. And raising our inner game is about getting control of ourselves, or at least improving our control in these three areas. So um, it's just like the technical term for this, I don't want to get too academic sounding, but the technical term for these, for control in these areas is cognitive control, which is controlling your thoughts and attention, emotional self-regulation, which of course is be able to handle your emotions rather than have them take over, and controlling your cravings and impulses, the physical, you know, kind of sensations and the physical aspect of our lives. So raising your inner game is really about just a new level of self-control, self-mastery, and it, the, the benefits of it just ripple out into every area of our lives. Well, and I, and I would imagine for that to work, and because I've read so a good part of that most of the book, is the fact that you got to be self-aware in order to engage some of these aspects that you're talking about. Is that correct? That's exact, exactly right. The first step is becoming aware of these three areas of yourself now and how they are affecting you and pulling you off track and, and keeping you from being the kind of person you want to be, from having the focus you want to to do some quality work and just stay on something and finish it and not get so distracted from being able to, you know, be more calm and centered and present rather than getting all upset emotionally from being able to take better care of yourself and manage your appetites and your craving and stuff rather than having them just also kind of be out of control. 
Man, you know what? I I I have to tell you in that piece right there. I connected that because because I'm going to tell you, brother. I I like me some good chicken wings, bro. <laughs> hey, one turns into ten rapidly, right? Absolutely. Yep. Well, David, do me a little bit of favor because I think it's the the transparency and 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 that bit of be of humbleness that sets you on this path as to your own personal story and recognizing how raising your inner game, how that actually started for you. Because I think folks would, would, would enjoy, obviously not trying to give away the entire book, but at least the nuggets from, from that personal experience that you describe in your book. Absolutely. It was 1992. I was, uh, a, a, most of my life I've been a singer-songwriter. Uh, started doing it when I was in high school, did it professionally for 10 years, then... 92, I'd been off the road for a few years. Things were not looking good. My life and my career were sort of flipping out of control. I was just start, things were just going downhill. I was spending money I didn't have. I was starting to put on some weight. I'd never had that problem before. I was totally lost and out of focus with the music career. I was actually off the road. I was playing in a wedding band and waiting tables. But then and one afternoon, actually it was the middle of the day, 1992, I was walking through our house. And I suddenly got the impulse to weigh myself. I was like, I wonder what I weigh right now. Which doesn't sound that odd, but I had already weighed myself that morning and the night before. And the morning before that, I really didn't need to do it right then, especially not in the middle of the day. In fact, it's sort of ridiculous to even want to do it in the middle of the day like that. But the pull was really strong and urgent and real. So there was something about that moment that made me think, where is this coming from? Just that simple question, where is this pull coming from? And all of a sudden, I saw something I'd never really noticed before. And it was like that famous scene in The Wizard of Oz, where Toto gets away and he pulls back the curtain, and all of a sudden you see the guy there pulling the levers and pushing the buttons. It was absolutely clear to me in that moment that there was essentially another person inside of me and they were who was causing this pull and seeing that is what changed everything i can honestly say that everything i'm proud of in my life happened since that day so that's where the story of where it all started and and that's why and i appreciate you putting that up there and setting that up because it's i may articulate in a different way but i think we're on the same page some of that is that inner self speak, right? It's that 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 inner voice that that drives us, that pulls us. And again, you talked about it being in the cognitive, emotional, and physical domains. Uh, that 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 translates to actions that we take every single day. Absolutely right. Yep, and it's not something that was you know a unique discovery of mine or something I made up. It's an experience that we all have. I think the thing that was a little different for me was seeing it in that. Certain, in a way that made it feel so, like I say, so clear that it was like a different person. Of course, it's not an actual different person. It's all part of ourselves. But the more it turns out that the more we can see it in those terms and think about it like that and engage with it like that, it gives us just a surprising amount of control over it that we didn't used to have. Before I, you know, before I saw that, I might have been aware of it, like you mentioned. You know, we, we all know about the voices in our head. But they, I was aware of them, but they still had control over me. Right. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't take control of myself back. 
But once I saw it in those terms, and the more time I spent working on it in those terms, I started to turn that around and get some control over it. And that's when all these great things start to happen in your life. Well, and, and that's where I let in with that awareness piece. There's a great quote that, that I love to use, is I'm able to control only that which I am aware of. That which I am unaware of controls me. Awareness empowers me. Yes. <laughs> it's just powerful. I mean, it, it's, and I give the example all the time, as crazy as it might be, is, is that, that piece is how many people have ever been sitting in that meeting and they're, they're, they're clicking their pen. They don't even, they're not even cognitive of the pens being clicked, yeah. <laughs> let alone have the, have, the, have the ability to say, hmm, I need to stop doing this because this might annoy people around me. Yeah, here's another good one. I just heard uh, recently I was talking with a guy, um, another show, actually, and he said, yeah, I've got this intention. I mean, what I want to do is when I'm done with work, I'm done with work. I'm with my family. I'm with my kids. I'm not going to be checking my phone. So all of a sudden, I go home, and I'm with the kids. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at my phone. I don't even know what happened. So you talk about the awareness. That is where we need to really sort of zoom in on these little moments in our lives because normally we're not aware. We just find ourselves pulled off on one track or another and eating all those extra wings or looking at our phone. Why, why'd you have to go there already out of the gate, son? <laughs> You set me up. <laughs> I know I did. But, man, I, did, I tell you, I do love me some wings, man. <laughs> I am fully aware of that fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, David, you know what I'm saying. We talk about awareness. Exactly. You know, we, we can have a general awareness, like I know I'm weak in this area, or that's kind of how we see it. It's a personal weakness. But a big thing that this book does that's new, I think, is it really sort of slows the, that tape down, in a sense. So you look at those crazy little moments where you slip off track and you see, oh, hang on, I really can see now what's happening in there. And that new awareness is a huge factor in getting on the path to being able to take control of it. No, absolutely. And, and what I want to do here, and we got about two minutes before we run to this first break here, David, because I know we got you here on the line, on the phone. You know, you, you've done a great job putting the book together, and I, I really enjoyed the fact that you actually speak to the reader and say, hey, here's how I formulated the book. So let's, let's talk about how you put the book together, and then when we come back from, a, from the break, we'll start peeling away at those different sections. How does that sound for you? Perfect. Thank you. So, yeah, the book's been about a six- or seven-year process. It was about 2010 when the basic idea came to me that I thought these things I've been kind of just doing for myself and have helped me do these things that I'm proud of in my life. And again, I'm not the most successful or famous guy in the world, but it's really changed how I feel about my life. And I've done a lot of stuff I'm proud of. Um, it, it occurred to me that it might be helpful to people to kind of codify these in sort of a QBQ simple way and put them out there. But, you know, the questions in my mind were, well, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's just me, and it won't serve someone else. Maybe they're not interested in the sort of things I have. Maybe it just wouldn't work for them, even if I was clear about it. So I started out doing a little pilot program with a group of 10 or 15 people, just one-on-one, -on -one, doing some coaching. And I learned some things from that. And the first lesson was uh, people did seem to be interested, number one. Number two, uh, the material did help them. So that was, you know, the big messages I was looking for. That was super exciting. So then I developed it into a full, like an eight-week eight video-based online training program called Focused Every Day. Then I did a version two of that where I honed it down to six weeks. And anyway, long story short, it was a couple, three years ago, I felt like I finally learned enough about the material that I was ready to put it into book form. And even then, it's taken me two to three years to get the book 
completely ready and out. Well, and that, hey, that's what we're going to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, hear the music. It's time for us to run to a quick break. We'll talk about how that book came out and what's in it so that we can help you and David can help you raise your inner game. I don't get why so many people still have old school home security systems. Meet Ryan, a police officer, not an actor. Expensive contracts, false alarms, easy to disable. I wouldn't own one. Like so many officers, Ryan chose Blink Home Security. Blink got home security right. They're discreet, super affordable video cams you install yourself in minutes. They're wireless and run on two batteries that last two years. Blink is motion activated so when it detects something in or around my home, it sends a video alert to my smartphone. If it's a threat, I call 911. And Blink's live feed option is total peace of mind. It lets me check in on my smartphone from anywhere. So I know when my kids get home, doors are locked, everything's code for. Cameras start at just $99. Order now and get 10% off at blinkprotect.com radio. Blinkprotect.com radio. Blinkprotect.com radio. Officer endorsement compensated. Attention managers, business owners, and human resources professionals. Do you struggle with positively engaging and developing your team? Hi, this is Ron Klinger, host of the Unleashed Radio Hour. For over a decade, I have been coaching and helping leaders just like you. From management and leadership training to individual coaching and support, I can help you address the everyday challenges you face in your business or organization. If you're looking for a partner to your success, call the man who can help you with your plan. You can reach me online at motivationaltransitions.com or by phone at 832-746-9760. This is Business 1110. Yeah, we're coming with it now. We're here on the Unleashed Radio Hour. I'm your host, Ron Klinger. have the honor and I have the privilege of having on the airwaves with me today, author David Levin, Raise Your Inner Game. You can learn more. Go out to the website. Very easy to find. RaiseYourInnerGame.com. Again, that is RaiseYourInnerGame.com. So, Dave, when we went to the break, we were talking about how you're getting that book fired up and you finally got it ready to go. And, and a big aspect of it is that inner game. Let's start talking about inner game. What's that all about? Well, I mentioned earlier, the inner game is really just our thoughts, our emotions, our physical state, sensations, feelings, impulses. So raising your inner game is getting control of those. Again, it's those three fundamental skills, cognitive control, emotional self-regulation, impulse control. The good thing is, the important thing about this is that, and I think people intuitively know this anyway, but everything in our life grows from the inner game. So... When you focus your work in this area, it doesn't matter what sort of struggle you're feeling in your life. It could be in your work, it could be family, it could be money, it could be health. Focusing in this one core area will help you in all those areas. So I have to ask, how does one get focused in that area? You mentioned the first part already. It's the awareness part. The book is broken up into two sections because there are two pieces to get in control of your inner game. The first is, the first section of the book is called The Inner Game and How It Works, and it just gives you a new way to, again, like we said, slow that tape down, take a look, 
understand what's happening now that's pulling you off track and keeping you from being the person you want to be. And then once you've got that foundation, then you move into part two, which is the inner game skills and tools, where you have the specific skills and practices that you can use to now take control of your inner game. So, David, I just have to be honest here because I love, again, that the, the subtitle also jumps out, you know, how to overcome stress and distraction, work at your highest level, and live a life you're proud of every day. You know, I, I have I got to ask the honest question. We're, we're, we are in a state where, where everything seems like it has to be done quicker, faster, stronger, whatever, not to take away from Senior Kanye, but, <laughs> I mean, isn't that part of the struggle, is that people are always trying to just go, 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 and do, 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 and then they stop and look in the rearview mirror, and they don't know where they've, how they even got to where they got to. I think you're right. I think the way life has become today with the really unprecedented levels of stress and pressure and distraction, and this is just normal, like for the rest of us up here in Wisconsin. That's not even talking about the kind of things you're dealing with down in Houston right now. Right. But with just the way life has become, and, and especially the distraction side of it, the, the the way social media and the mobile life and our cell phones, our smartphones, excuse me, have encroached into our attention. Actually, a lot of studies have shown this: that people are literally losing the ability to focus on something for more than two or three minutes at a time. And that is, I mean, that is a hundred different kinds of problems. But the one you talked about, which is just going so fast that we can't even have any insight as to what brought us here, it's a huge part of that problem. Life has just changed so much. And that was actually a big, we talked about the story where the book came from. Right. Part of my original idea that made me think it was time for me to try and do this was that observation that life has fundamentally changed. It's not incremental, it's fundamental, and people just simply need new skills to deal with it. Yeah, it's, it's the need to, to be able, one, again, and I keep coming back to this, to be aware of that, you know, it, and, and I say this because I've got a high school senior and a seventh grader, and because of the world we're in, yes, dear Lord, they have cell phones, although I put that off as long as I could. But, man, you want to talk about a distraction? I mean, in order to get some things done, i got to take it away from one of them. <laughs> and she don't like that, but it, it helps her focus and get clear because it serves as the hugest distraction of all. Yeah, and here's the worst part. By the way, I have a little side story I heard that is even more disturbing. Hey, hey, look, look, I want, look, this is known as the hook in the setup, <laughs> David, because we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to come back with that side story that's a little bit disturbing right after these messages. All right. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 auto insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-749-2984. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-749-2984. 
The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-749-2984. That's 800-749-2984. Once more, 800-749-2984. This is Business 1110. and rolling here, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Unleashed Radio Hour. I'm your host, Ron Klinger, and this is Business 1110 AM. Business 1110 KTEK here in Houston. Have David Levin on online with us. David, I apologize. We got to run to that break. And, and it actually worked out kind of good because I always like a hook to get people to come back. Is right. You, you mentioned, hey, that reminds me of a disturbing story. All right. Hey, the stage is yours. All right. Prepare to be disturbed. I'm, I'm sitting down. The story is, this has to do with us with children as we think of them going off into college and going off into their own lives. Um, I was uh, a hiring manager at a corporation, and students were coming in, well, not students anymore, recent graduates coming in for, you know, I think you can say one of the biggest days of their lives, right? They're sitting down for a serious interview for one of their first real jobs out of college. And they're sitting there having the interview with the hiring director, and all of a sudden, they get a buzz on their phone, and they're like, oh, sorry, i got to take this. Oh, you didn't go there. I'm not kidding. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're so addicted now, and that's what I was getting at earlier. The bigger problem is not the distraction itself, but it creates this this actual addiction that gets into us so much that even if we turn the phone off, we still can't help but be distracted by the thought that something might be coming in. It's really, really profound, and it's getting right into our wiring. And, again, that's why I say we just need to develop some new skills to be able to stay on top of it. Yeah, and, and those are, you know, I, I heard a, a perspective that drives some of those behaviors. And, again, this comes back to that awareness, right, is that, you know, each like or each each text and the immediacy of that response uh, releases dopamine that makes us feel good about the activity that we're participating. So we have that constant want and desire to keep going back for more. So add that with what's known as FOMO, fear of missing out, and we've created a monster. Absolutely. And let me just put one more little seed in there. The, um, you know, the nature of the economy with these big new Internet companies, Facebook, Google, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, it's called the attention economy. You've probably heard that term. They, they literally are paid for how much of our attention they can capture. So not only is it inherently addictive and distracting, but they have the smartest engineers in the world spending all their time trying to make it more so, trying to hijack our attention away from us. And, man, that comes up in so many different ways. I know people can get spooked out when it's like they're on Facebook or they're they're somewhere else, and now all of a sudden they see an ad for a product that they may have searched for last week <laughs> to grab their attention back to make that purchase. Absolutely. And, you know, here's a little thing you probably recognize. It used to be when you were scrolling down your news feed on Facebook, those videos didn't play automatically. Oh, yeah, now they do. But now they do. <laughs> that's not an accident 
No. Right. <laughs> and hey, it, it feels like it feels like, and I'm I'm gonna set this up for you because I think this. I mean, I don't think I know because we're gonna go to a break here in just a second. That this feeds into the discussion about your book. It's things like that. It's activities like that. It's like Alice falling down into that rabbit hole, right? Exactly. And, and next thing you know, Alice is asking the Cheshire cat, could you please tell me which way I ought to go from here? And the cat responds, well, it doesn't matter which way you go. Uh, she says, I don't care where, but long story short, doesn't doesn't matter which way you go. So we're directionless. We, we're not taking control of those those emotions. We're not taking that cognitive, excuse me, the cognitive control, the, the emotional side and the physical to put in any positive direction. So how we raise our inner game, David? Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, hey, we'll we're going to talk about, about back. all that and how you can raise your inner game after we dance through this break. How old are you? 25, 35, 50 or older? If you have pain, we can help. Do your knees hurt? Ow. Let me ask you again. Are your knees killing you? Oh, yeah. Are they ever? What about your back? When you bend over, does it feel like this? Mm. How about when you get out of bed in the morning? If you're like me, your knees and back feel like this. Oh, that hurts. I found a company called the Pain Relief Hotline. They specialize in ways to treat your knee, back, and neck pain without surgery or taking medications. The good news is if you have insurance, you may have little or no cost or out-of-pocket expense. I've used them. It works. Call the Pain Relief Hotline now for free information. 800-989-0851. 800-989-0851. Call now. 800-989-0851. That's 800-989-0851. This is Business 1110. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Like always, we're rocking, we're rolling here. Trying to have a little bit of fun, engaging the best of you out there. This is the experience known as the Unleashed Radio Hour. I'm Ron Klinger. You're dialed in and listening on Business 1110 AM on the dial, KTEK, here in Houston or streaming live at UnleashedRadioHour.com. I've got the pleasure of having David Levin online. We're having a great, engaging conversation on raise, how to raise your inner game. How to overcome stress, distract, and distraction. Work at your highest level and live a life you're proud of every day. David, when we went to that break, we were, you know, we shared those stories and an impact that all of those things around us is having on us. What are some of the practical tips that you share in your book to help people raise their inner game? Well, we've talked about first. We've mentioned a bunch of times the idea that the first piece is the awareness. Just Amen. Getting more and more aware of yes. Nope, I said amen. I was preaching with you. I'm sorry. I thought you said David. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. No, no. So an awareness piece, when when, when things go good on this show, we like to preach it and give it a good amen. I like it. All right. So we've got the awareness piece. So you basically, that just means you you, you can kind of see it now when it comes up. When you you slip, you start out in the morning and say, I'm going to get out and do some exercise today. And by the end of the day, when you didn't do it, at least now you can see what happened. You can the specific mechanism that pulled you off. What was the argument that came up? What was the appetite that kind of got you off track? So then, once we get that awareness in place, now we start bringing up some actual skills and tools 
to take control in these areas I mentioned, the thoughts, the emotions, the impulses. And the first one is something I call no quiet. And those words, no quiet, when you see them in the book, they're in quotation marks because it's essentially something you'll say. It's a statement you make. So the idea is you're, you're working on something or you're just doing something where you want to be focused and present and engaged, and all of a sudden you noticed a thought come up. Could be a negative thought, could be something you're worrying about, could be just a distracting sort of thought, like I wonder if I have any messages to check. Whatever that thought is, now that it comes up, rather than engaging with it and getting pulled off track with it, you turn to it. And again, remember, this is all based on that man-behind-the-curtain observation that these thoughts and emotions and impulses are actually being spoken, in a sense, by someone else. So you turn to that person that's saying that thought, and you just say, no, quiet. You, you essentially just shut down the conversation rather than having it. That's what no quiet is about. And what we're really talking about here, we've, we've used this term a bunch of times now, cognitive control. Cognitive control, again, is just the ability to direct your attention where you want it rather than having it just flit around wherever it will go naturally. It's arguably the single most important and powerful self-regulation skill, and this no-quiet tool or skill, whatever you want to call it, is just pure cognitive control in action. It's super easy to do. It's something anybody can start doing, and it is really transformatively uh, powerful. Well, and I think, again, it goes back to that awareness, right, of, of when I need that time to gain clarity and focus, to gain that cognitive control. But, but then it's the discipline to engage it, because being aware is one thing. you just got to take action towards it and, and actually do it, right? Exactly. And uh, typically, you know, we've had a couple of examples now. We're playing around, but one of them is you with, you know, the rest of the wings. There's oh, the one, yeah. and then there's the whole rest of the order. The other example I mentioned earlier was the guy with his cell phone when he was with his kids, right? Typically what happens is these little moments go by so quickly where we wanted to go along this track, I wanted to not check my phone, and all of a sudden I did check it. Those little moments where we get pulled away from our intention happen so quickly we only become aware of them after the fact. But if, when you learn to start to look at these things, and it's just something you can practice during your day, you can just start to pay attention, and the more you do, the more you see them, you start to be aware as it happens. You'll feel, you'll be with your kids, and all of a sudden you'll feel that pull, like I felt the pull away myself, to grab your phone, and you can see it soon enough to say, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. But until you can slow things down enough and recognize that pull when it comes up, it's going to continue to have control over you. Yeah, I, I like to look at that. For me, I, I translate that real quick and easy to just being willing to engage that pause button. <laughs> Catch it fast enough, pause it before you put play and go down. And I love what you just put, pulled away from our intentions. you know. And that happens so regularly and so often that at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've shared this with people, and I know folks out there listening have probably felt this, is, again, you have all good intentions. Like you said, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to exercise and that doesn't happen, or I've got this list of things to do in my work today, but I never stop, and by the end of the day, I haven't accomplished a single thing because I'm drained and I spent all of my time in a reactionary mode. Exactly right, and this is why the third part of that subtitle says, live a life you're proud of every day. When you, These are little, little things we're talking about sometimes, you know, did I, I mean, pick 
checking my phone one time, it's not that big a deal in and of itself. But the reality is when you start out at the beginning of the day with an intention to be this kind of person, and you get to the end of the day and you weren't that kind of person, it's a small version of it, but you're ashamed of yourself for it. Every little moment that comes up where you had one attention and you let yourself get pulled away from it is another little microdose of shame. And you're not thinking about it in these terms, and you're maybe not even paying attention to it, but at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, you are feeling like, I'm not, I'm not the person I want to be. I'm not proud of myself. I'm, I'm, I'm weak. All these things pile up. So one of the biggest benefits of raising your inner game is that when you start to get control of these tiny little moments, it completely transforms your sense of being proud of yourself as a person because you're making these tiny little better choices all day long, and it just you just feel better about yourself. Well, and I like how you put it, is, is be the CEO of your inner company. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just makes logical sense because, and again, I like to put it this way, that, that, that with cell phones and everything else, we are so stuck in trying to do all, be all, for all, we lose ourselves in the process. Absolutely right. That's, that's what this is really about. We, do, we, go through so many of, we go through so much of our day on autopilot. I talk about it in the book as being sleepwalking. There's the external forces you mentioned, but there's also these internal forces, these thoughts and emotions and impulses and appetites. They're just dragging us around. We're essentially just puppets on a string. We're not getting where we want to go. We're not being the kind of person we want to be. As soon as you can start to break that unconscious cycle and live more intentionally, you just can't believe the difference in, number one, what you get done, but also how you feel about yourself and about your life. Well, and wait for it, because I'm dropping one on you to lead you to the next discussion. That might just lift your ability to move forward, right? Ha! Ah. <laughs> hey, that's my job, man. That's what I do. <laughs> so what's this aspect of a lift in your book? The first skill I offer in the book we just talked about, no quiet. The right. second one is called a lift. And it takes a little explanation. But a lift is basically, you know, we've been talking about these little moments we get pulled off track. I wanted to be present with my kids, ended up checking my phone. A lift is just when you, what we've been talking about, you notice one of these moments and you stay on track. You resist that pull. And you can get them, get to some examples that are even smaller. I mean, our phones are pretty addictive. Uh, the kind of foods we crave can be pretty addictive. This could be the smallest possible thing you can imagine. Here's a good example. I'm going for a run and uh, about halfway through the run, I just, for no particular reason, I just notice the impulse to check the time. There's nothing necessarily wrong about checking the time. It's a fine thing to do one way or the other. The point is just to practice acting intentionally versus unconsciously. So I observe the impulse, and I say, no, nope, not going to do that. I'm walking through the office or through the house. I'm going to scrap a paper on the floor, just a piece of trash, no big thing. The first impulse is to pick it up and throw it out, but then I feel all this resistance to it. You know, I'm in a hurry, or my back's a little sore, I don't want to bend over, whatever. Um, but I decide, no, nope, I'm going to pick it up. Just these tiny little meaningless things, but every time you do one, it gives you this surprising, uplifting feeling. And the reason it does is because of what we were just talking about. When we let these impulses come up unconsciously and drive us, we're acting unconsciously. As soon as we act intentionally, 
even with something that's on its face unimportant, we are waking up and being more alive and purposeful, and you can just really feel the difference. So lifts are things where you go through the day, you watch out for these tiny little insignificant moments, and you intentionally act consciously rather than acting unconsciously. And it trains you in this sort of cognitive control, this presence, this impulse control. So uh, taking thought to action, to working and being productive. And again, I, I say that because, again, I think we both agree so much of what everyone around us, and, and, and I get caught in the two, is, is being reactive more than being proactive in my day. Yes. And, and we struggle with that with the big things. You know, we have our big goals. We have our big expectations. The point with lifts is that you can do the same sort of work, meaning you can learn to be proactive rather than reactive with things that are so tiny and really unimportant that you can win with them. You can exert your will. You can develop your will. It's just like going to the gym and lifting weights. The mechanism is the same with the little moments as it is with the big moments. So when you can look at these teensy little moments and practice acting intentionally with them, you build up the strength to be more intentional and aware with the big things in your life. Yeah, and, and to me it's those, those little deposits that keep us on to the bigger things that makes them become a reality. Ah, am I in the ballpark? Absolutely. It's, it's just it's practice. I mean, that's the bottom line. Part two of the book, all the skills and tools, it start, it's, you take the awareness you've built, and now you've got some specific little techniques you can do. It's like going to the gym for your inner game. Eh. The more you do it, the stronger you get. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, and I keep, I keep saying this, David, and I know that's here, but uh, the biggest part of this that this all comes back to, which I loved how you put the book together and, and you have activities at the end of each chapter where folks can, can begin to practice, because, again, it comes back to that level of self-awareness. But you, you mentioned before, awareness is one thing. Doing something about it is the other. And that's the part that's really, this book is really about action. It's not a theoretical, you know, exploration of the concepts. There's, the first part is just to the extent that you get the awareness. But ultimately, it's about teaching people, giving them the skills and tools they need to do things differently and actually make real, measurable changes in their lives, starting immediately. Well, and, and one of the things what I'd like to do is talk a couple, about a couple more of those tips. One that I like, because I'm a visual learner, David, and the thing that I really like that I hope we can talk about when we come back, because we're about to run to a break, is I'd really like to talk, what, what's, this, what's this tracker thing? This, what, what's this inner game tracker? I mean, you know, you know, no quiet, the lifts, but how do I see where I'm making a difference? And I can refer to it. I'm going to put that on a T. We're going to jump into that when we come back from a break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're dialed in. This is the Unleashed Radio Hour on Business 1110, KTEK. Come in. Look. Wow, your kitchen looks amazing. I love your new cabinets. I've wanted to replace my kitchen cabinets, but oh, remodeling takes so long and it's so expensive. Actually, we didn't replace our kitchen cabinets. We refaced them. It's a fraction of the cost of new and it looks just as good. And we had it done in just three days. Three days? Less than half the cost? No way. Yes, and our realtor told us nothing adds more value to your home than a kitchen remodel. It was so easy. We just called 1-800-REMODEL. 1-800-REMODEL? That's right. 1-800-REMODEL. 
model connected us with the top refacing companies and set up a free design consultation. The service was great. I selected the perfect cabinet combinations from all the latest styles and colors. And we even got 12 months no interest financing. I had no idea cabinet refacing was so easy and affordable. Give your kitchen the facelift it deserves. Call 1-800-REMODEL right now to set up a free design consultation and ask about our special cabinet refacing promotions. That's 1-800-REMODEL. 1-800-REMODEL. Call now. Attention managers, business owners, and human resources professionals. Do you struggle with positively engaging and developing your team? Hi, this is Ron Klinger, host of the Unleashed Radio Hour. For over a decade, I have been coaching and helping leaders just like you. From management and leadership training to individual coaching and support, I can help you address the everyday challenges you face in your business or organization. If you're looking for a partner to your success, call the man who can help you with your plan. You can reach me online at motivationaltransitions.com or by phone at 832-746-9760. This is Business 1110. Yeah, we're getting down, shaking it up. Moving around here on the Unleashed Radio Hour, your host, Ron Klinger. I've got David Levin with us on a on the direct line where we are talking about how to raise your inner game. David, this is also my Be Positive segment of the day where I try to give a quote that relates to the show. And I, I just happened to stay in, in the Alice in Wonderland theme, which ties into the little helper that I gave by putting it on the tee about the tracker. And this is a great one from Alice in Wonderland. It says... Why, sometimes I've believed as many as six impossible things before breakfast. <laughs> you know, and, and, and that ties in, I think, to what we've been talking about already, which is, man, sometimes we have all great intentions in how we start our day, but how do we make sure it stays on that way? And I, I think that kind of comes into that tracker of driving intention and actions and what we do and taking cognitive control. What do you think? Absolutely. The focus tracker, or to the inner game tracker, I used to call it the focus tracker, is the last tool I talk about in the book, because it's the one that brings everything else together. We've been talking about the importance of having the awareness at first, and then once you've got the awareness, you need the skills and tools to take action on what you've learned. But we all know, we've all had the experience where we've heard something, we've read a book, we've had even an idea ourselves for something that could make a positive difference in our lives and still it fades away, right? The real trick to changing your inner game, to raising your inner game over time, is to make new habits. So the focus tracker, I keep calling it that, the inner game tracker is a simple system to help you do that, a simple and proven system. So what it is, it's just a, a basic spreadsheet. I think almost everyone probably knows what a spreadsheet is. It's just a document with some rows and some columns. And you can start out with, a simpler one, it could be three columns. The first one would be the date. The second one might be something, anything positive you want to add to your life. Let's just say you want to get out and get some exercise, go for a walk, go for a run. That would be your second column. The third column would be something you want to do maybe some less of, so a bad habit you'd like to get control of. So for me, maybe it would be not checking my phone um, you know, in the evening. So you've got these three simple columns, and then the idea is, so you set your attention. This, this document is really your stated intention on these three, well, two behaviors. So every day you sit down and you just mark in the little 
corresponding cell for today's date, did I go for a walk? If so, I fill in the color of that cell. Did I check my phone? If so, which I don't want to do, uh, if I was good with that one, I would fill that one in. And so over time, you get this recording, sort of this image of how strong you've been with your inner game during a given period. Absolutely, and that's that's why I wanted to jump to it. It was a tangible takeaway. Speaking of a takeaway, we got to run away real quick for our final break. Come back for closing thoughts, closing segment. David, I told you it was going to go fast. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. This is Business 1110. Man, if you could only see the studio now, Mike and I, we, we in here banging heads. <laughs> Got that good rock and roll going on here. Hope we're engaging the best of you. And the whole point of today is bringing David Levitt on the airwaves to help you raise your inner game. David, I, I told you when we talked it was going to go by rapidly, and, and here we are in this final segment. So I'm going to throw it out to you. Any parting thoughts that you want to have, where folks can learn more about the book, stay connected to you. The floor is yours. Thank you, sir. It's been really fun, by the way. And you weren't kidding about it going fast. <laughs> it goes quick, brother. Yes, it does. The, the main message I want people to take home is that Given the way life has become, we just really need to develop these new inner skills. And the main one we need is what we've been talking about, the skill called cognitive control. It's just the most effective thing you can work on. We just really need it to counter all the distraction and pressure in our lives. And it is surprisingly easy to develop. Anyone can do it. It's just a matter of starting to, to just think about it, learn about it, start to work on it. And that's what this book is all about. You can find out about the book at RaiseYourInnerGame.com. One word, RaiseYourInnerGame.com. Yeah, David. You know, and, and I can't encourage you enough to go out, check out the book. What, what I love that you did is you used your own message and how you created the book to develop the book. You learned the lessons of the past of QBQ, right, and, and making it nice and compact and to the point, easy to apply, easy to use, and that's exactly how I found it to be when I had a chance to go through it. So you'll, you'll be getting that review out there with an additional link to this podcast of this show so that you can uh, spread the message even more and get folks out there raising their inner game day in and day out. David, we truly do appreciate you being a part of the show, and thank you for your time today, sir. 
Thank you, Ron. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely. We'll follow up after the show, David. Hey, and just like that, ladies and gentlemen, it goes quick. You don't realize it, but man, boy, howdy. <laughs> it goes rapidly here on the Unleashed Radio Hour. Look, we thank you for following along. It is always an honor. It is always a privilege to be on the airwaves with you. We thank you for being a part of today's show. Again, if you want to learn more about David's book, go out to RaiseYourInnerGame.com. Again, RaiseYourInnerGame.com to follow along how to overcome stress and distraction, work at your highest level, and live a life you're proud of every day. And that is the reason why we do the show, ladies and gentlemen, to bring information, tools, and resources to the airwaves to help you unleash your career, your business, your life, because, hey, you only got one to dial in and make it happen. So make sure you make the most of it. Look, hey, and I'm going to put it out there again next Hey, coming up on next Sunday, the 24th, I hope you'll follow along with me. How about to MotivationalTransitions.com and click on the events link. Look at the In the Spotlight webinar next Sunday, 7 p.m. Central Time, 10 tips for student success in the first year of college. Again, 10 tips for student success in the first year of college by yours truly. It'll be a live webinar with great resources to help you. And again, we thank you for being a part of today's show. Join us next week for more fun and engaging content. Until then, see ya!